everyone, Dave and Jeff, first podcast of the week. Actually, uh, first one in a week because because yeah. kind of fucked it up on Thursday. <laughs> all right, we're back. We're back. That's all that matters. Got a lot to cover. A lot to cover tonight. All right, Dave, here's some of the shit that we have to cover. You tell me which way we want to go, how we start. Okay. And I'm going to say all this shit so I actually remember to circle back and hit all of them. We have to talk about Ben and Woods going to 97.3. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about the potential for the return of 1090. We have to talk about the continuing downfall of Dan Cilio. We have to talk about the health of Sam Bass. Yep. And that's all I have. So any of those, uh, we should try to cover all of them tonight because they're all good and there's a lot to say about all of it. All right. Well, let's start with uh, Sam because we'll start. Okay. Back. We'll start sad and then we'll work to good. Uh, Sam Bass, as you know, if you heard the worst fucking engineered podcast in the history of this show, uh, Sam Bass was here just about a year ago, March of last year, came into the garage and told an incredible story of recovery. Yeah. And I, I don't even know what the time frame had been, but I sent a message on Facebook um, because Sam, like three years ago, I was driving around and he came on the radio and he said, hey, this next song I've been told is going to be the song of the summer. So, whoa, I better pay attention. And it was Justin Timberlake, Can't Fight That Feeling. And for whatever reason... Every time that song comes on, yeah. I flash back to Sam saying on the radio, this is going to be the song of the summer. Whoa, I better pay attention. <laughs> Just because I, I love him and it struck me funny. Yeah. So about uh, three weeks ago, I just wrote a thing on Facebook and I said, hey, how do you know you're really good in radio when something you said still registers three years later? And he wrote me the nicest message, and in typical Sam Bass form, he, he turned it to like, oh, I still remember FUs of the day that you and Dave did. Because for any of us that grew up in San Diego and have listened to Sam, I, I was convinced, as we pointed out on the show that we did with him, that he was going to hate us. I oh, was yeah. convinced in 07. Um, well, in 2004, you threatened to kick his ass, I think. It was either that or a couple years before that. Sam Bass? Yeah. We well, were, we were playing in the media division of Over the Line, and you said you were going to kick Sam Bass's ass. Uh, because we are playing Kixie. Yes. And they beat the shit out of us about 20 to 2. They did. And Sam was smart, didn't even show up out there. They probably had him on the air because they worked that fucker into the ground. Guy's an icon. <laughs> it's the shittiest managed station in San Diego. It's why they're dropping like a tank. Uh, but... I sent Sam a message, and as Sam always does, he takes it and he turns it back into a positive about you. It's just how he is as a yeah. guy. And he and I were texting, and I said, hey, man, I owe you lunch. I'm over in Carlsbad. Let's get together. He's over in RB. He said, ah, oh, that'll be great. Well, time goes by, and Saturday of this week, uh, just a couple of days ago, our friend Art Michaels, who was on Kixie Forever, writes a message that says, uh, please send your prayers for Sam. And I go, what the fuck happened? So I got to Artie and I said, what's going on? And what had happened with Sam is Sam had been recently having some problems with his throat and his voice. And he went in, I believe, on Friday 
because he had been coughing up blood a little bit. And they checked it out, and he had a tumor that had been deemed at that time inoperable. Yeah. Uh, This was Friday night, and Sam was told that that tumor was inoperable. Uh, It's amazing if you listen to that two-hour podcast that we do with Sam. Sam mentions three different times that he beat throat cancer 25 years ago. Neither Dave nor I ask a follow-up question. It's great. Because we had to get to the Roseanne Barr story. Fuck. (laughs) Worst fucking interview ever. Guy mentions uh, radio icon beat throat cancer, and nobody says, Sam, I didn't know you had it. No. No. Swing and a miss. We're looking for the lefts. Yeah. Fuck that, Sam. You beat it. Let's move on. Train keeps moving. So so I talked to Art on Saturday. Yeah. And... uh, and we're told that Sam at that point has just a couple of days left. And that he has tubes in his throat. Yeah. And that voice had pretty much been silenced. And David, it, it hit me fucking like a wrecking ball. We've been through so much loss. But that is a guy that on a personal level means so much to me. Um, it really impacted me a lot. And so I... Wrote a little thing about him on Facebook, just talking about what his friendship means. And then I put the link up to that podcast. Yeah. To the podcast that we did with Sam. Sunday, I chatted a bit with his wife and our friend, my future wife, Susan DeVincent. Yeah. And the feeling was that Sam's time was coming to an end. And... Not getting into a whole lot of detail, but Sam's family and Sam had been advised that there was some potential for fallout from this tumor in his throat that had come back. And Sam just didn't want to deal with it. And so the decision had been made that yesterday they were going to take a tube out that was in Sam's throat. And the doctors weren't really sure what was going to happen when that tube came out. But they had prepared everybody for the fact that it may be the end of the road for Sam. Yeah. Yesterday morning, uh, about 7 o'clock, I got an amazing text message from Sam's wife. And she said to me, I want to thank you guys for posting that podcast. I've listened to it over and over again. And said, so what's the deal with the fucking not following up on Sam's Yeah, and what's the deal help? with the levels? Why are you on volume 50 and Sam the icons on volume two? Thanks for the lack of respect shown to my husband. She did not say that. It's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> but what she said to me yesterday morning at 7 o'clock was, uh, it looks like today is going to be it. And I was like, fuck, that's it. And yeah. so I wrote on Twitter, I believe uh, something to the effect of the, the road may, the journey may end for Sam today, may find peace. Um, Joe Nelson, who writes a fucking shitty radio website in town, posted Sam's dead. Sam's dead. No, he's not, you dumb fuck. Who are you talking to? He said he had it confirmed by three well-known people. Yeah, nobody. Fucking nobody. What a dick. What a fucking dumb shit. You know, here's a guy. Sam went out of his way to be nice to Joe. Out of his way to be nice to Joe. 
And you're gonna fucking write that the guy's dead? You're gonna what? You're gonna get the scoop? He thought he was dead. You think he did it on purpose to be a dick? Well, he didn't have his fucking sources confirmed, did you, kiddo? He said three guys. I'd like to know the three. I'd like to know the three because I was talking to Susan, to Artie, and oh, by the way, Sam's wife who's in the room. Yeah, those are good sources. Those are pretty good. And they're all telling me, what the fuck is Joe doing? Did anybody say what the fuck is Joe doing? Uh, it wasn't Sam's wife, and it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't Art. But I'll, if there was anybody else I left out, they may have said it. So here's what happened. So we had been told on Saturday and on Sunday a couple of different times during the day to prepare yeah. that Monday was going to be the end of the road for Sam. And that Sam was at peace with it. Sam had found faith recently, and Sam was at peace with it. Well, when they took that tube out, Sam all of a sudden turns into fucking Frosty the Snowman when they put the hat on him. It brought him back to life. Yeah. Fucking guy sits up, right? Like Frosty. Yeah. The only thing missing was Jackie Vernon's voice and uh, starts talking. Yep. Amazing story. Yes. Just an amazing story. To the point that... 24 hours after we thought it was over. Today, he visited Gene Knight, went by to see him. Sue Vincent went by to see him. Uh, at some point this week, I hope to go by and see him. Yeah. he It's still cancer, um, but he's winning today. Can he talk? Yeah. Holy shit. Right. And the voice that we thought was gone yeah. because of what had been told from doctors to the family and passed along to me. Uh, is, again, for today. And anybody who's dealt with a cancer patient understands we you fight a day-by-day battle. Yeah. But all I know is I thought we were coming in here tonight doing a tribute show, and he's still with us. And, look, if you want to say it's the power of prayer, Sam, Sam has found his faith recently. Sure has. I sure as hell am not going to argue with you. I was told three different ways. Be prepared. Your friend's not going to be with us by midday on Monday, and he's still here Tuesday night. God bless. I love that guy. I love that guy of because we both do. Yeah, everybody does. There's not one person hates Sam Bass, right? Because he just he exceeds expectations when you miss yeah. uh, when you meet him. And Dave, just two quick Sam stories. I mentioned the fact that I was convinced he was going to hate us when we went to Free FM, and Sam was on Kixie at the same time yep. that we were on. And the first day that we did FUs of the day, I said to Dave, we're done. We are done. And at that building on Linda Vista Road, there's very narrow hallways and a very tiny bathroom about the size of a Southwest Airlines bathroom. And I go into the men's room and Sam's there and I'm like, fuck, (laughs) I'm dead. And Sam says with this huge smile, I can't believe you bitches stole my bit. And it was unbelievable how much that meant to us. He would come in and tell stories and the whole thing, and we loved it. Yeah, it was great. But I don't know. He still is great, Dave. He's not dead. Stop hanging out with Well, he was great in 2007. Okay, well, stop hanging out with Joe Nelson. Well, it sounded like you you talked about him in past tense. I received a phone call yesterday that said Sam Bass has signed off there for the last time. Yeah. 
Well, he has it. But this was the fucking thing. That no guy, joke. That's a true story. Who called you? Joe Nelson. What a dick. Fucking idiot. He's trying. No one else is writing columns. Fritz Quint quit. Got yeah. fired. Where the fuck he is? Why didn't he write the Ted's dead, too? Jesus. So, uh. Poor Joe. Joe's like, I'm a fucking welder. 60 hours a week. I'm right. doing the best I can, maybe you, you stick, assholes. Maybe you stick to it. Okay? Maybe you stick to it. Put that big mask down. Go weld the bridge. <coughs> Stick to what you know. Because it's not fucking uh, life or death. Last time I checked, Sam's talking about going home eating pickles. <laughs> That's what they said. His family said. <laughs> fucking guy saying, I want to go home and eat. I want a fucking deli pickle. Oh, my God. Get the guy 50 of them. He's earned it. He's earned it. But this was the other thing that guy said to me one time. And I don't know where he heard us talking about Tommy's. Yeah. I, I, I swear to God, he said to me one time, hey, I want to go with you bitches to Tommy's. Yeah. You make it sound so good. And the idea that Sam Bass, radio icon, kept referring to us as bitches. Nonstop. Every free FM yeah. show we started with, hey, bitches. Yeah. Uh, it just was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But as we are here on... Tuesday night recording, Dave, he's still with us Good. and he's battling and he'll keep battling and I'm incredibly proud of him. You know, when you, uh, you, you let me know that what was going on on Friday, right? It was Saturday. When you, Saturday. And so I'm so confused. It's a three day week and where I'm throwing right. out. Throws everything off. So, um, you let me know and uh, you know, it's funny. I, I text him and I'm like, I did too. I, you did too? Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea if he's going to see it, but right. in case he can see it, I know he can't talk cause he has a tube in his mouth, but I said, if he sees it, great, you yeah. know? And as, as you know, you and I have noticed too, just because we both have suffered so much loss over the last few years that people don't hesitate to tell each other they love them. Right. You know, and that was, that was basically my text was, right. you know, um, kept it real short because I imagine other people were probably reaching out, but same thing because Sam would have done the same thing back would, the in best. a second, would have said the same thing back and um, very, very sad to, to hear that, that things turn so quickly. I'm glad he's doing well right now and I hope it's for a long, long time. Me too. But um, honestly, it, Joe Nelson, I felt bad for the guy because he, he didn't do it maliciously. If you know the guy, you know that he likes radio more than anyone, but yet he's not one of those guys that says, I'm a bitter guy that I was never in radio. He just appreciates it, and no one else does what he does. And he, God, did he get bitten in the ass the over what happened. He, where the fuck did he write it? Honestly, I don't know where he wrote it, but he said three people that he confirmed confirmed his death. That's a, That's bullshit. Okay, what do you want me to tell you? I'm not going to tell you I'm bullshit. telling you right now. There, nobody would have said, anybody close to him would have told you he's still alive. Like, who are you talking to? Hacksaw? To Greener? Greener is always jealous. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Uh, so Sam is still doing good. Um, again, it's a fight against cancer, uh, but he is very well aware of everybody's well wishes. And like we said, keep it going, man. If you're... Somebody that believes in the power of prayer, keep it up for him because uh, I love the guy. Dave loves the guy. He's genuinely one of the best people in this town, and we want him around for a long, long time. We need him back for a yeah. follow-up so we can say, Sam, we asked you 10 different ways about that throat cancer. Yeah. You never talked about it. <laughs> you never talked about it. <laughs> I was like, I'm listening back to that the other day thinking his poor wife's listening to this. But you know what, Dave? We're the only guys who ever did an interview with him. Yeah. Like, we have an unbelievable, it's going to cost me $2,000 to have Chris Cox take that thing to fucking iHeart and adjust the <laughs> levels. So painful to listen to. 
but you can hear Sam's voice tell his story, and it's great. Two yep. hours, unfiltered. Um, okay. Where are we going now? Uh, we're going to Ben and Woods. Okay. I, I I really want to celebrate Ben and Woods, and I really want to celebrate first for Ben and for Paul, because in the last ten days, uh, Ben and Woods have been hired officially as the morning show at ninety seven three. Yeah. Steve's on a flight to England today. And that's why the show will start on June the 10th. He finally gets a chance to have a honeymoon with Hannah. And I said to him, what an amazing blessing to have this thing come together. So you can go on this trip and enjoy it. You can hang out and you can have fun. Left the kid behind. Yep. Bo's behind with family. And they can just have a great time and hang out, see some sights, and just relax. That was before the 97 celebratory videos and texts and tweets and the champagne dinner. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) Celebrate everything. Dave Rickards was the number one guy in this town, has been the number one guy in town for a long time. Yeah. You and I have been friends with Dave for a long, long time. Yeah. When Dave went back to KGB or when Dave left uh kgb originally and went to jack fm i never saw a video of dave in a fucking track suit with sunglasses on walking through either the kfmb studio slow motion in his fucking jacket with his sunglasses on like a douche <laughs> and touching the studio door yeah last time i checked 97.3 the fans about 25th in the fucking market <laughs> And I know Paul and Ben got fucking roped into doing it. I know those two fuckers didn't have anything to do with it. But they're touching this thing like it's Notre Dame. Yeah. Like there's some long tradition of excellence at 97.3 with the bar set by Rich fucking Herrera. (laughs) Play like a champion. Play like a champion. Let's get up to 24th in the market. Here we go, Doug Gottlieb on three. And I was like, and then the next night, everybody's in a suit at Ruth's Chris. And we're pouring champagne. And I'm like, did Rickards do any of yeah. this shit? Like, did no, he? No, nobody does this shit. Who walks into a studio with sunglasses on? Why is he wearing sunglasses? Right. Who's, in a tracksuit. Who's, who's that who's fucking idiot used to follow us on 103.7? Uh, Lycus? Yeah. Who is he? Tom Lycus? Fucking jerk. Fuck, he looked like the track. Don't, the, don't look at me. Does he have written in his contract? Nobody's allowed to look at me. He's all clean shaven. He looks like he's nine years old. He looked like a young fucking Willie Ames strolling into Battle of the Network Stars. Sit down. <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> fucking guy. Like, hey. And then three days later, it's another screen capture because the Padres did a cool thing. Put it up on the board. Wow. I can't believe this happened. Okay, we got it. We're aware. Okay, we all have lives to live. Dude, you know what's funny about that? that you say that. I'm looking at the picture right now. Yeah. And I swear to God, I thought it was fake. I thought it was one of those images. Yeah, no, they was it really happened? Right. Now. Looks like there are 10 people there, but hey, it really happened. Okay. So there's that that happened. Okay. But How many takes did it take to walk into the elevator and walk would, to this little I motion? I would love to fucking know. Fucking Reservoir Dogs, idiot. I, I would love to know what the fuck Ben and Paul were thinking. They, they were just caught in a crossfire. I guarantee you, those two fucking guys were like, let's just get to work, okay? <laughs> Especially Ben. Fucking Ben's like, I'm not doing a video 
walking through here. God damn it. <laughs> Bill Griffith sees this, Dave. I'm dead. So I do not blame Ben or Paul at all. I blame their fucking lackey friend who walks in there like he's fucking Luke Bryan. Yeah. Coming into fucking uh, American Idol stagecoach. Oh, my gosh. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. That being said, <laughs> I was incredibly happy for those guys. Yeah. Because when 1090 got blown out, insurance ended. Do you know what it would have been for Steve? Steve told me 1400 a fucking month for yeah. insurance for him and Hannah and Bo. 1400 a month is what he had been quoted. And I mentioned that because there were a handful of dickheads in this town that had the balls to go on social media and accuse Ben and Steve and I guess Paul to a certain extent of backstabbing Scott Kaplan and quit. Fuck you guys. Who the fuck are you dickheads to tell anybody what to do? You don't know shit. Let me be the first to tell you, you don't know shit. The guy's got a family, he's got a mortgage, and he did what anybody, including me, Dave, and any of you fucking know-it-alls would have done immediately. He took a job with a company like Intercom where whatever salary he negotiated, the check's going to clear every two weeks, and he's got insurance for his family. Good on you, Steve. As much as I like teasing you about the video and the pictures, you did the right fucking thing. And good for Ben and good for Paul, too. They needed something on that morning's and they got two really fucking good guys. What happens and, to the coach? Well, shit, I guess once I did Mount Rushmore, I just fucking talked my dick right out of the door. <laughs> oh, speaking of coach, I'm glad you bring that up. So Woods apparently does coach on a podcast. So somebody writes. What? He does he, an impression? Yeah. Guess what he claims? What do you say? So he goes, uh, somebody goes, hey, you better not let Dave and Jeff hear that. He goes, oh, you know, those fucking guys take credit for everything. I've been doing this for eight years. And I thought, you've been doing an impression for eight years that nobody's ever fucking heard. <laughs> Give me another oh. celebratory video of yeah. you walking through. Let's celebrate all the fucking bits you've done that nobody's ever heard. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy. How Woods fuck claimed to be the coach? Yeah, what the he fuck? He claims he's, like, and I think he kind of wrote it like I stole it from oh, him. Oh, my gosh. I guarantee fucking T, I never stole anything no. from that guy or from Costa. Two fucking guys that cherry pick left and right. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at their picture right now, the Ben and Woods picture with the holding the bats. Yeah. Woods looks like he at least has swung a bat before. Ben looks like goddamn Pee Wee Reese in 1942. Up. What the fuck? You're six foot five, dude. What are you choking up for? Ben took a little bit of grief yeah. on social media. For the same thing? Yep. God, he looks like he couldn't hit a pinata. Fucking idiot. He looks so dumb. Jesus. Embarrassment. Why don't <laughs> Woods look at him and go, dude, fix your fucking hands. Fix your hand. He could have had him goofy, yeah. like goofy foot, like well, surfing. But it would have looked like he's a lefty if he did it that way. But God yeah, dang, but he would have had so it on stupid. the wrong shoulder. It's true. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Um, This is terrible. But Steve and Ben are now there at 97.3. Yeah, good. So when that happens, there's an immediate fallout because Kaplan is still trying to launch 1090. Yeah. Still trying to launch 1090. To which there is contact between me and Dave and Cap. 
And Cap says, what do you think about doing mornings on 1090? And I said, well, if you would have asked me six months ago, I would have said no fucking way. You've always said no. Because I wouldn't want to work for Mike Shepard or a dickhead like Brian Long at 1360 or any of these other dumb fucks that don't know what's going on with a radio show. But what I said to Kaplan was, using a WWE reference, I said, dude, are we going to be like the NWO when Hollywood Hogan and all those guys, in other words, are you going to fucking turn this show loose where we can go in and we can fuck with everybody in this town like we fuck with on the podcast? Yeah. And he goes, 100%. And I said, okay. Get, uh, get your financing in place and give us a call. Now, that hasn't happened yet. Now, the next thing that happens is he runs a poll on his website. Yeah. Who should be the next morning show on 1090? So he was an option. Darren and Marty were an option. Johnny Browner was an option. Brooke Grossman. Yeah. I think Elston was an option. And then there were two guys known to all the ladies in town simply as Dave and Jeff. So it was the day, I think this was like, I don't know, Wednesday last week he puts this poll up, right? Yeah. Puts the poll up, and uh, I watch at the end of his show that he was doing from Callaway, and I'm like, let me just see what happens. So Darren gets a few votes. JB, Johnny Brown, and Bert get a few votes. Yeah. Kaplan gets, I think, zero votes <laughs> on his own fucking platform. <laughs> Which was great. Oh, that's funny. And we got 50% of the vote. Okay. So now I'm like, well, the, the public, we've spoken, right? Yeah. There's your fucking show. Well, now, the next day, here's the poll again. John Browner's complaining. I love JB. You got you you got taken down, Browner. Accept defeat like a man and move on. Kaplan got no votes. Accept defeat, move on. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I, I don't know. And Dave, you tell me what you think. Okay. If he gets financing on that and he's able to do it, um, sure, I'd talk to him in a minute. Because if it's an employee-run radio station, uh, it could be really fun. The question is, who's going to pay us? What are they going to pay us? And how long are they going to pay yeah. us? Those are three really big questions. I have no fucking interest in going in and doing four days here and then Elston and fucking Derek Togerson. Just, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do any fucking... <laughs> There'll be zero fucking circus acts. If Scott's yeah. like, hey, let's do this or work, you know, I'm working on financing, come in, let people. No, we're not going to do any of that shit. If he gets financing in place and the numbers are right, it would be a lot of fun because I told him, turn that fucker loose. Yeah. And it's all it's all what Scott was already thinking on it. Exactly. Scott Scott understands a couple of things that I, that I like about Scott a lot. Number one, you heard him here on the podcast. He talks about the brand and yeah. about your brand, not not 1090's brand, the brand that you have, that the Dave and Jeff brand, what we've tried to establish, something that we didn't take seriously for a long time. We just wanted to do a show and 
kind of stayed out of the business part of it. And to our detriment, it, it has hurt us a lot. Mm-hmm. We have figured it out through this podcast. There's a brand that you need to take care of. Scott Kaplan and BR figured it out uh, way ahead of time, and they've done a great job with their brand. Darren has a brand. But basically, your face and your name and your voice are all that you have in this business. And uh, if you aren't going to hold on to that and, and basically respect it yourself, you aren't going to have a chance. So when he he talked about it, it's very interesting because I know he wants us to do the kind of show that we've always wanted to do, meaning mm-hmm. talking shit. We get a chance because every station we work at, don't ever mention the other guys. If right. you don't think we're fucking going to rip cost every goddamn day and, and woods. woods every fucking day, every day, you're out of your mind because their hands are going to be tied. And right. even if their hands weren't tied, we'd still beat the fuck out of those guys. Right. Verbally, those guys would take a beating and they know it because we kill them all the time on Twitter. And we'll, uh, and and now, we'll take a flatbed to their events. And now they're going to have a guy named Gag Order. They won't be able to say shit. Right. And we're going to do old style radio. Where we're gonna go for, Yeah. And we're going to beat the shit out of you. It's going to be miserable. Trust me, neither one of those guys want that. No. They're our friends, but it's going to be a lot of fucking fun. It'll be great because we're going to take all of you fucking psychos. <laughs> and we're going to turn you loose on them. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to turn you loose on them. And it's going to be a lot of fucking fun for everybody. So... I love the way it goes. As you said, financing is everything. We, we got bills to pay. Everyone has bills to pay. We still want to keep the podcast. We still want to be able to do the thing. We want to keep our brand. There are things that we want to do. I'm not interested in doing a four-hour show. No. I'm not doing the fucking crazy four-hour Five to nine, no, like no, fucking. I'm not doing that stupid shit. We're going to no. do a three-hour show. It makes sense. That's what radio is now. Nobody does four hours. That's just insane. That's just desperate stupid. move right there. It's dumb. Three-hour show, let us do the best three hours we can do. Let Scott do his three hours. Let's fill the rest of the lineup, and I hope it, Darren's that guy and, and whoever else they fill in there. The best part about it is there's probably no national radio. No. So you're going to get local radio all the way through. There's not going to be another station in town that does that, and it's going to be exciting if we're able to get the financing done through Scott's guys. Uh, I hope it works. I'll tell you the funny story last week, though. Let me finish this up. Okay. I've always been willing to go back on, but I was never going to go back on the radio without you. And yeah. so I always ask you, I say, where are you at? And you've said for a while, no interest, no matter what the station, no interest. And people have called and asked, hey, what do you think? And Jeff says right away, I'm not interested. You've even taken a, a lunch or two and you call me and go, fuck that. I'm not still not <laughs> yeah. going back. So last week and Kaplan reached out to me when he was reaching out to you. What do you think about doing mornings on 1090? And so I'm like, while he was on the air. Yeah. He was on. He was doing on. His he was on there. Show. You're you're at your job. I'm at my job. And he's writing to me. And he's writing to you. Mm-hmm. And then you text me. And you go, Hey, what do you think about doing mornings at 10:90? And I wrote, I'm in, because I thought you were saying you're in. And I write, I'm in. And then you write back, Well, have fucking fun doing it by yourself or something like that. You like completely fucking made me take the bait, you asshole. And then I realized you were in. <laughs> but I was like, What do you mean by myself? I was like, I thought you were in. That's why you asked yeah. the question. But it, it's, it's, Scott is an interesting guy, and I, we've always said we wanted to work on a lineup with, yeah. with Scott and Darren at the same time. We never have. No. And the station has the strongest signal, and it's number one in the market when it went off there, and hopefully it goes right back to being number one. So here's a couple of things, quick follow-up. I've had a long conversation with Darren on this. Uh, Darren um, is okay where he doesn't have to immediately jump at anything. So he is going be to jump at anything with a broken collarbone. Right. Touching his goddamn earlobe. <laughs> Jesus. He's on a plane to Madrid or Barcelona in, I think he's going Thursday. Okay. Tell me. Leaving Thursday. But as he and I kind of chatted about 
different possibilities and with this thing going and we kind of all you and me and Darren agree we like that Kaplan has a gene that the three of us don't necessarily have and why I think Scott would be really fun to have run that thing is Scott really has that fuck you gene yeah where like if we said hey we want to go after Ben and Woods like fuck with them yeah like just fuck with them yeah He's like, we're going to fucking fuck with them. You're like, hey, nerds. That guy, That's it. Nerds. <laughs> like, call that. Like, he's still family to me. Nerds. <laughs> That'd be Catholic. I love that about him because yeah. all of us, like, we all have a line. Cap doesn't have a line, which no. would be really, really fun. Uh, and as Darren and I were talking about it, I would just say, um, Darren didn't say no. Yeah. But I think the questions that you and I asked, who's paying us, what are they paying us, and how long are they paying exactly. us? Those are three pretty big boxes to check. Here's the point that a lot of you have made on social media that I hate to tell you, it's further proof you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The one point that I've seen over and over on social media is, you know, the one thing you don't need is that tower. It's exactly what you fucking need. Third, let me, let's start with 1360 and then we'll work our way up. I can't hear 1360 in Carlsbad. AM radio is an ad-driven industry. If I don't have a fucking tower that gets past the 52, guess what, dumb shit? I have no advertisers north of the 52. 97.3 has a very spotty signal. Guess what that means? It means I have a very spotty potential ad revenue map. When you have a 77,000 watt blowtorch, you have the biggest cock in the room. And you swing it out. And it's the one thing that everybody who worked in that building has said time and time again. We had the biggest signal. And we never knew how to use it. Yep. That's why I love Kaplan being the guy trying to put this together. Because I'll give you a little sneak preview. The one thing that all of us have talked about on a new 1090 is guess what? USD doesn't matter. USIU, are they still here? That's coach. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, the gulls don't matter. Brian Dutcher doesn't move the fucking needle, and neither does Mark Martinez. If you have the biggest dick in the market, then you have to treat that radio station the same way, which means you become not a San Diego station. You become a Southern California station. What does that mean? That means the guys at KLAC are open season. That means the guys, Roger Lodge at AMA 30, you're fucking open season. It means Mason and Ireland are open season for Darren and Marty and everybody in between. What does that mean from a business standpoint? It means all of a sudden now when we're beating the stations in Orange County, now you bring in ad revenue from Orange County. When you're beating stations in Los Angeles, you bring in ad revenue from Los Angeles. You have to think big in order to win big. Any of you who writes, you don't need that signal. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We've all done this for close to 100 years combined. We get it. 
it was the biggest frustration for anybody, even us in our short time, working at 1090. We dominate up to Santa Barbara. Why aren't we doing commercials for everybody yeah. in between? Why are we focusing on little refinance or, or auto dealerships in El Cajon? Why aren't we getting auto dealerships in Hollywood or Orange County and bringing money in so that everybody wins? And what we talked about was we don't ever need to talk about the fleet. You don't have to have Andy Zilch on talking about yep. the gulls. You get somebody on talking about what the fuck is Magic Johnson doing with the Lakers. Yes. And you make it a big-time radio station. Would you still talk Padres? Of course. Absolutely. But all the little secondary things that are trying to grab on, give them to Costa and Judd because nobody cares. Make it a dominant radio station for everybody in Southern California between personalities, sound, guests, and what you do different than any other station, and you'll win. And that's the vision that Kaplan has. It's the vision that Darren's bought into. And if Dave and I can get it figured out, we may just buy into it as well. Now, here's the deal. is uh, A lot of people hear what you just said. If you're a diehard Aztec fan, you, your feelings just got hurt. But here's the deal. We've seen research over and over again, $40,000 research projects on almost every station we go to, and everything Jeff said is 100% true. If you think USD moves the needles, it doesn't. The goals don't move the needle. The Aztecs, believe it or not, Soccers. they don't move the needle. The Soccers don't move the needle. Now, as you said, of course you're going to talk Padres baseball. We're going to talk a shitload of Padres. When they're, you're relevant. Talk when, they're, when they're relevant. But if you think you're going to force shows on with assistant no. coaches, it doesn't work that way. So the opportunity to have a super station with, right. uh, coming out of San Diego, not only do you say, well, wait a second, am I not so sure if I'm in or, or not in if they're talking Laker basketball? Well, you know what? They don't have the NBA here. A lot of right. people are basketball fans here. The NBA ratings are, are doing very well. You have Kawhi Leonard, San Diego State guys. All of a sudden, people believe is the best player in the NBA. And you sit and you go, that's from San Diego. And something to yeah. be proud of. It will be entertaining, as you said, with big names, big guests, and uh, obviously entertaining content. But it's not one of those where I just don't care to hear the third assistant coach to Brian Dutcher. No, it's not going to happen. When they're relevant, when they're the story, they'll be talked about. But if they're not, then they won't be. Does that mean, I know what immediately everybody says. So does that mean you're a Dodger homer station? No, you're not. No way. No, you're not. But if the Dodgers are relevant and they're interesting, then yeah, there'll probably be a guy on talking Dodgers. But are we an Angels station? No. But when the Angels are relevant, good, bad, indifferent, yep. then you're talking Angels. You probably wouldn't hear a whole lot of Kings and Ducks, but the Lakers, the Clippers... NBA Finals going on, all of that shit. Especially if, let's say, Durant and Kawhi Leonard end up with the Clippers next Huge. year. Are you, you'd be crazy to ignore what's going on. Huge. But all of this different shit, and I'm sorry, you would never hear shit like Mount Rushmore. You would never hear shit like, is a fritter a donut? It's just fucking lazy and it's boring. And that fucking station, if Kaplan's able to put this thing together will not be lazy and boring. And if it's too much for you, then go fucking listen to Is a Fritter a Donut. But the vision is to go big and take over everything and take advantage of that 77,000-watt 70, stick and be a radio station where you don't have fucking dumb shit program directors coming in and nickel and diming you, ham and egging you, 
and fucking with other guys in town and making it a place where people are like, holy fuck, I got to be there. Yeah. That's the vision. And if it comes together, you're fucking right we're interested. You're fucking right we are. And anybody in the crosshairs, uh, it'd be pretty exciting. Wish them all well, but it'd be fun. <laughs> I, well, I don't wish any of those guys well. Fuck them. I hope they have insurance. But All right, Steve, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Bo but, gets his shots. But, but, but circling back to that. <laughs> no, I tell you what, it, it, this business is tough. As we said before, we go. We hate it when someone loses a job. We felt bad for for Ben and Woods when they were let go, and everyone at Terrible. 1090 before. But it would be a lot of fun. Who are we kidding? It's be like going. Great. It's like it's like when your buddies go to rival high school and you get to play them right. in that sport. That's what it would be for us. It would be a lot of fun for them too. Right. But they won't be able to say what they want. There'd be the guys in their program director's office saying, "You got to give us a chance to fire back." Right. And I already know what their bosses would say. You don't win that way. No. They're scary. <laughs> they have flatbeds. <laughs> And they have John Brown. Oh my gosh! Um, but but all of that being said, yeah. For anybody to question what Steve did, yeah, that's why when Kaplan started talking about it, I stayed out of it. Yeah, because I felt like I don't want to get in Steve's way. I don't want to get in Ben's way. They may need that opportunity, and fuck, they should get it. But if they've taken the opportunity, which they should have done, and any of us would have done, and yep. any of you would have done. To get a salary, to get that insurance, and everything else that you need, uh, they did the right thing. And I'm incredibly happy for those guys. And I'm incredibly happy for anybody in San Diego that's going to have a fun show in the morning to listen to on 97.3. Because they do a great show. Paul's worked really, really hard on booking that show. And Steve and Ben have a really nice chemistry. They're big buddies. They get along, and, I, and I'm thrilled for those guys. So whether 1090 happens or not, it's a win for them, and it's a win for 97.3, and I mean that sincerely. And anybody who questions their decision, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you to tell anybody what to do? Uh, real quick on this, yeah, Dan Cilio, who had gotten blown out at 97.3 and had been doing shows on WEEI, had his past Twitter background yeah. catch up to him as a reporter in Boston and others on the scene put up all of his past tweets where he just made so many homophobic comments about the city, the people of Boston, yeah. that he was taken off the air prior to his show that was scheduled for 3 o'clock Eastern on Saturday on EEI in Boston. The feeling is that Dan will never be on EEI again. Sorry, man. If that's who you are and that's what you're going to get, eventually it's going to circle around and bite you. You know what? He's one of those guys that falls up. And you go, how the hell is this guy falling up so Might many not times? not anymore. And I, you know what? Look, I don't know Dan at all. All I'll say is from everything I've read and everything I've heard before he got to San Diego, it's about time. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the to me, the worst one was when a kid made a mistake in a college football game and he told his listeners to put a hit out on that guy. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. You guys are 19, 18, 19 year old kid and you're saying put a hit out on that guy to end a kid's life? Well, are you crazy how dangerous that is? Well, he'd been talking a lot of shit about the people of Boston on social yeah. media. And uh, and he's too much of a dumb fuck to, to erase it and get rid of it. And then he, I, I just saw a little bit of it. I didn't waste a lot of time. But he was trying to claim he didn't write it, anything else. Look, I don't know why Intercom hitched their wagon to them. 
some people have said it's Mike D. I have no idea if it was Mike D or anybody else. But it, it got him here at 97.3. But when he went to Boston and he had said things specifically about that city, yep. people were able to find him and it became a big firestorm. Dave, I don't know. I don't know what happens to the guy next. But eventually, yeah, running your mouth catches up with you. Here's a one strange thing as far as Cilio goes this weekend. Mm-hmm. He was posting that he was going to be on Stern tomorrow. Stern? On Howard Stern. He was going to be on a guest on Howard Stern show tomorrow. This was over the weekend. And it doesn't make any sense. One is Howard Stern doesn't like sports. Right. Two is there seems like there'd be zero interest in what Howard Stern is and what his audience would want on, on a guy that most people haven't heard of before. It seemed really bizarre. Like are you like almost like are you normal? What is wrong with you to sit there and say I'm going on Stern? There's no way Stern would put him on. I don't know. Yeah. So he said on Wednesday he'd be on Stern. And this is before he got he got the whole thing fell out where WEI released him. I wonder if that I don't know if he's on. Really? Yes. I don't know. It just seems so strange. It doesn't seem like anything Howard does now, and Howard doesn't know shit about sports. What would he possibly talk to him about? Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, I mean we're blocked. He blocked us. I'm not blocked. You're not blocked. No, I, I was never blocked. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's blocked. No, no, he never blocked me. Oh, that's funny. And I think he follows me still on Twitter. Oh, my God. That's funny as shit. Yeah. That's funny as shit. All right, I got a question for you. Should we book him? <laughs> yeah, why not tell You tell me it wouldn't be interesting? You get a million questions for him now. Fucking have him come in here? Yeah, have him come. Have him bring that yellow Hummer right into the driveway. Holy shit. We said we're done with guests. Yeah. I don't know. We may have to think about that one. Oh, my gosh. Then we can ask about Kevin Klein and everything else. Right. Right. We can yeah. ask him about Aaron yeah. Andrews. Now we can ask him about everything. What the hell's the deal with you? Fuck, he may have no other way to yeah. go. He might not. Come clear there. What the hell happened to you? I don't have any fucking axe to grind with the guy. You think we all got a million questions or a million guests that come on? Does it mean you like the guys or, you, or anything else? But hell, let him tell the story. Can you figure out how to run the levels so you don't embarrass me? Come like- on. How was Kitty Temple? She was fine. I just fucked it up for Sam Bass. Because you were nervous. He's an icon. Uh, here's the other great thing. One great thing on out. social yeah. media. I have really... Hold on. Does he still live here in San Diego? Yeah, he was doing the show from Escondido. Okay. According to people I know. Joe Nelson told me that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, here's the thing that I would recommend for a lot of people on social media, especially on Twitter. Seen a lot of heated beefs recently within Padres Twitter... Individuals in Padres Twitter kind of getting into it with everybody, the whole deal. Yeah. You know, it's a great thing on Twitter, the mute button. It's funny you say that. I, I used the mute button for the first time in my life this weekend. I did too. Uh, well, I've used it on a few yeah. people. And what you find is that if you mute that person out, they just go away. And they may continue to write to you and complain And wonder where your podcast is and how come they're not mentioned. And you just mute them out and you never hear from them again. And they just keep writing. Yeah. And you never respond to them. And I think, Dave, what what happens is it's just kind of good. Because I think sometimes we all get kind of agitated. We take the bait. And then all of a sudden, yeah, fuck. Is that really who I want to be? It happened with the woods. And I said to him, I said, Steve, people are watching, man. 
Intercom doesn't want another Cilio situation. Yeah. Don't fucking take the bait. It happened to Ted when some fucking guy was going to air check Ted and Ted took the bait. Fucking mute the guy out. Who yeah. is that guy? I don't know who he is. I guarantee you Ted doesn't know who he is. But now all of a sudden people pay attention to that guy for two minutes like he matters. I, I just found using that mute button is the best. And it's so much better than any kind of uh, vile thing you may be able to write as a, as a response in 140 characters. You mute the guy, you mute the conversation, and you're fine. Here's what's what's interesting. What I, what I noticed as far as I said, I've never muted anybody, but I did something this weekend and I thought back to one of our first podcasts we ever did. Something you said, if you aren't going to put your name on your Twitter account, right. you're out. Right. And I started going through everybody and going, you're gone, you're gone, right. you're gone. And I was like, okay, hold on. So here's the deal with me and, and, and Twitter. Yeah, I, I do like to see if I can get a response. Because when Jeff and I were talking last week about possibly coming back on the radio, I was like, okay, how, how hard is it to get an audience to, to get right back on? Mm -hmm. And within minutes, I was like, it's not that hard. You know, I even wrote yeah. to Woods today. I said, man, I hear radio done wrong all the time. And if you listen to Colin Coward and Skip Bayless, they'll say it's not about being right. It's about being entertaining or create a conversation. And so you sit there and you follow through. But I like to respond when people write back to me. You can disagree with me all you want. Yeah, but then when you cross the line and you make them personal, number one, trust me, you you don't know me, okay? No. And I'm telling you right now, most of you, if you, if you face to face, you aren't going to say what you want to say. What no. you're going to say to me, no way. But if you want to have a sports conversation, I love talking sports, and a lot of people don't interact. I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm better than anyone else or anything else, but I will tell you this about what Jeff and I have done for a living: we know a lot of people that are paid to do this for a living, whether it's right. baseball analytics or how teams are run, or, or coaches, or assistant coaches, or players, we've had a lot of access to things, which kind of helps us in gain help our opinion on being more educated than some of you. Not saying we're better than you, just saying we're hearing it from the horse's mouth. So when I write something out, something about uh, a war stat, or which I usually don't do, I'm not a big fan of war, but when you talk about hustle, or, or Machado not, not pl playing up to his contract right now, I didn't say he wasn't, I said as of right now he's not. People freak out, they lose their goddamn mind. But then someone crossed the line, and I'll repeat what was said. Someone called me a racist. Yeah. That pissed me off. And it's really hard to usually piss me off, but that pissed me off because I was like, dude, you don't know where I am. I'm lazy. I lived in Chula Vista for 30 years. You're in the whitest part of Chula Vista. <laughs> 25, Shut the fuck up. 25%. What's the argument be? If my family is Mexican, okay? I'm married into a family that is Italian and Mexican. I'm The kids I coach, I didn't have one white kid on my high school team. You know, I went to an all-black high school. You don't know who the fuck I am. To call me a racist, as you said, it's lazy. He's a and douche. it's absolutely ridiculous. And that's the first guy I muted. And then after yeah. I muted him, I started going through everybody and went, okay, who's who's not? They just have their name attached. Just like you told me three years ago. Yeah. And I started just muting guys. And I boom. So if you're writing to me, I honestly don't see you. I don't block you. I'm not going to give you the privilege of screenshotting it. Right. And showing everybody. Like Costa blocks yeah. everybody. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't do that, but I just said, you know what? I'm not going to engage in these conversations. But I love talking baseball, especially if you have an opposing point of view. You might show me something I didn't think about. I will say this. A, it was an incredibly stupid comment that you made regarding Machado. It was 100% accurate. Just no, exactly what the Dodgers were upset about. He's absolutely making their money back because I guarantee you in fucking revenue that they have from that team, from jersey sales, ticket sales, everything else going – He's an exciting player, and plus they're a much better team with him there 
then with all respect to, well, I won't even say it. Anybody else at third base? I was going to call out Ty France or Corey Spangenberg oh, or anybody are terrible. else. Those well, guys aren't saying. major league players. He's a fucking difference maker. And by the way, when Tatis went down, you have a guy who's able to slide over and I'll play be honest shortstop. with you, he's a better shortstop than Tatis. Oh, uh, well, I think a pretty he edgy is. take. Has he made an error even at short? Fuck, man. The guy's he's been really outstanding good. at short. So, but. If you want to go and make a stupid comment about a team that you don't have any real fucking don't interest in. Don't pull that bullshit at all. You have zero fucking you interest in You shut the fuck up. You fuck Guy's hitting 266. Fuck yourself. Guy won't even make fuck the all-star off. team. Go fuck yourself. You can't tell me to fuck myself. He hit 266. You got look, a beautiful glove, Manny. You're the guy. You're fucking. You want to be Rick Rude. That's who you want to be. You. I, I want all you fat, sweaty. Padre fans and keep your mouth shut. I think you're right. I do want to be Rick. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what's it's going through my it. head. But here was the great shit. We're, the guys that did it right with your stupid fucking yeah. comment. Paul Rendell from fucking 1090 made me and my kids laugh as hard as the three of us have laughed in a long time. When he put together that little gif of you fishing. I loved it. That was great. I swear to God, we died. That and was I great. Sewed, I I sent Paul a text and I go, you should just fucking retire yeah. from Twitter. I think I was the first one to like it. Oh my God, it's great. Yeah. It's great. And that's the thing. That kind of shit. Yeah. Dave makes a stupid statement. Oh and, my gosh. And Paul fucking comes back immediately. That's what makes Twitter great. The next guy who was fucking outstanding was Ian, who sent you the video of ten fucking, but they were all they were all bullshit. His his examples were night they were and day. all great. They weren't the same. Biggio, Look the same to us. How could you hit him in the glove and he threw the guys out? The difference is Biggio butchered that thing. Someone called it Helen Kellered it. It oh. was ridiculous. Hit him in the heart, then it rolled to the grass. Then he freaked out and he looked up. It's like Jesus, I got fifty feet to throw this ball over. He yeah. was nowhere in sight. But it's, but that's exactly why other teams said they didn't want him. Oh, that was the exact dumb. reason. Only two teams offered him a contract. Mm. The White Sox yeah. and the Padres. Two we'll teams. See, we'll see at the end. The Yankees don't fucking miss you don't, them. You don't think Machado's had a trickle-down effect on Hosmer? No, I don't. Why, do you, why do you say that? I think Hosmer's you hated Hosmer. I didn't hate Hosmer. I said he didn't play up to his contract. This year, he's 100% playing up to his contract. Yeah. Hosmer tonight won the game for the Padres. Crushed it. He crushed it. And he, yeah. you know what? For a second, he was hitting over 300. He's at 298 now. If he, I think he was hitting one something a month ago. Well, I mean, he's I, on fucking fire. I would just say this. As we sit here tonight, and against my fucking will, I'm forced to watch the Dodgers. Oh, my God. We watch the Padres every fucking night. The only reason it's not on is because they were in New York City. The game's uh, been over for three hours. This is against my will, and I don't appreciate it. I'll say this. As a great fucking uh, <laughs> LeVar Ball once said, yes. you just stay in your lane, okay? Let us worry about the Padres. Let anybody who celebrates that team, enjoys that team, has been fucked over by that team. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. You let us worry about the yeah. Padres, and you worry about your fucking team, okay? You worry about Max fucking Muncy and Justin Turner and all these other fucking dipshits. Those, you worry <laughs> those guys are eight games ahead of the Padres uh, right now. Great. Let's see what you happens. You the guy named Mike yeah. Stern? Jesus. That's what I have to say. That's what you have to say. You let us worry about our team. Okay. And you stop with this bullshit about, because <laughs> you're biggest fucking liar. Go ahead. When you say, oh, you know, I want him to be great. No, you don't. 100% I do. No, you don't. Especially if we're going back on there, I do. Well, you won't. Oh, I do. You won't. Your spot will go right to fucking Craig Elston. 
Well, that's exciting. What's that supposed to mean? Poor guy broke his wrist zip line in the other day. Did How he much- break his wrist? Yeah, poor guy. Of course. If I had to pick one guy to break his wrist. Right in front of him. his son. Did he cry? I hope he didn't cry. Just know he was at a father's son event. Did he throw up in front of him? Did he <laughs> what break his wrist and throw oh, up? Oh, shit. I'm gonna hold it in. I'm going to hold in tears, but I'm going to start throwing up. Start yakking. I, I don't know the answer to that either. But I'm just Did he break his wrist, really? Yeah. I got to find that shit on Facebook. He was at <laughs> Jesus Christ, Craig. He's at a father-son event. Fucking Humpty Dumpty thinks you're soft. <laughs> With his son, James, Fuck. who's a great kid. Great kid. Love that kid. That poor kid. Someone should rescue that kid. <laughs> He's fine. Oh, my God. And uh, and Craig that fell and kid. his wrist. That kid's childhood memories are his dad breaking his wrist, ziplining and pushing a pug around in a stroller. Poor kid. <laughs> James is awesome. Cute as fucking The kid, kid is great. He's great. The he, mom's he, probably great, too. I haven't met her. I'm sure she's great, too. You know Craig's a great dad. You know. Oh, he, he is. is. No doubt about it. Oh no fucking doubt about it. He's great with that kid. Oh, Every God. time. You know what's great about Elliston and James? I'm just going to say this. Go Not ahead. that he'll ever hear it. Dude, you see so much negative shit yeah. on any social media outlet, whether it's Facebook or they don't really see shit on Instagram because we're selective. Sorry, I just saw his broken wrist. Dude, it's fucked. <laughs> we see so much negative shit on social media. Yeah. Not enough 30 second fights. I like those, especially when they involve chicks. I like 30 second chick fights. Yeah. Because they just beat the they fuck sure out do. of each other. That every time I see a picture of Craig hanging out with his son, Derek Dawson, my buddy Derek Dawson from the Gulls hanging out with his son. Sean Walchev. Every time I see Bo, yeah. the fucking Woods and Bo show was so fucking funny that he was doing for about three days. Uh, that shit just is the best, man. Just the best. Anytime you just see dads hanging out with their kids, I love it. Me and, too. And uh, and Craig and James were kind of two of the first guys that were in there, just dad and son, just hanging out, laughing, having a good time, goofing around. And I love it, man. They always, you just see those guys and it, it, it makes good days better or shitty days. It just kind of fires you up. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe he broke his wrist. Until Holy James cow. gets older. He's like, Dad, remember that time we went ziplining? And you broke it? Remember that time you tried to teach me to skateboard and you broke it again? Yeah, I'll be Darren's kid. <laughs> many times he's going to have these stories? Yeah. If you think this is the end of Craig getting hurt, you're out of your mind. But Cap's kid, right? Yeah. I loved all that shit, man. I was just trying to think of all our buddies. Topher, I love fucking Tove Costas, my guy. I was trying to think of all our buddies that have kids. Am I missing anybody? No. I don't think so, right? No. Yeah. But uh, I I don't like your fucking little smirk. Dude, I'm laughing at Costa as you just said that. What'd he do? Okay, I'm trying to... Th- if you go level of importance in that house. <laughs> Tove is one. Meg's easily two. Costa's out in the backyard. Costa's Fred Flintstone when... The, when the tiger locks him out of the house. That's about, that's it. He's banging on the door. I think Meg's number one and Tove's two. Oh, Tove's one. Think so? I think Tove's one. They love that kid. God, yeah. he's a... That's a and he's bigger kid. than it Costa, dude, which is great. Dude, I, I say it all the time. I And I tell Mike this all the time. And I've said this to you about both your kids. If my fucking kids grow up and they're 60%, as cool as Tove Costa, I did okay. Yeah. <laughs> did, I did okay. Did, did okay. Mike's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. But goddamn, he's got a good fucking kid. That's a good egg. That's why I love fucking with those guys about J-Bull. 
Because Toph's just the nicest fucking kid, the coolest kid Hartman on the Hartman doesn't planet. give a shit. No. <laughs> Hartman hates him. Ah, that's a terrible fucking thing to say. You know it's true. All the right, kid cost us. So we got you caught up yeah. on Cilio, 1090, 97.3, Sam Bass, Dave's fucking racist comment. <laughs> I got I got something else for you, but I'll uh, I'll bring it up because it was a crazy day on Sunday, and I'll tell you why Sunday was bizarre, like nothing I've ever seen before. You're gonna want to hang around for a little bit. Okay. I do want to mention though, June 9th, San Diego Egg Fest Sunday, of course, June 9th, 2019, Otay Ranch Mall. That's right down that's the street, right down the street from where we are right now. This is where you want to be. Don't forget, this is what you do. You go to the website, hotsaucesandmore.com. It's hot sauces, the Hang letter on, N. Is that really Noah Syndergaard? That's a wrong picture for him. No, that's Noah Syndergaard. That's him with yeah. the beard? That, I guess so. That's no. him with the hair. That's uh, Syndergaard. Sorry, It's all right. Hotsaucesandmore.com. Don't forget it's with an N. It's not and, it's with an N. That's where you need to go. Don't forget, June 9th is when things get going. You're seeing it all over Facebook. We aren't the only ones talking about it. People are really excited about what's coming up and your opportunity to find out a way to make your food better. Oh, boy, I was watching KUSI over the weekend. You know, we've been telling you about this event for a couple of weeks now. You know what we haven't mentioned? All the guys, all our guys from Cali Comfort are going to be out there. Yep. The guys from Cali Comfort are going to be out showing you different things. God, what were they cooking? They were doing, I think they were doing tri-tip the other day. Uh, Derek was on, and they were, all of Sean's guys were on, cooking on the big green egg. Yeah. And, oh, my God, Dave, it looked out of control how good it'll be. So, yeah, bunch of different barbecues are going to be down there. 20 to 30 chefs, all kinds of things to try, endless samples, plus the four classes, which is how to learn how to cook with wood. That's going to kick things off at 1030 in the morning because a lot of us want to do it, but we're not really sure where to position it. Coming up straight up at noon is Eggs 101. Everything you can do with your big green egg. Man, I was watching them. They were using it as a smoker. They're using it as a grill. One o'clock, it's going to be the apple mustard pork belly display, and then at 2.30, prime rib by Chef David Rose. Uh, they're going to pre-sale the demo big green eggs at a huge discount, plus they continue to look for more chefs. It's only $60 for a couple, $35 if you're a lonely guy. Otay Ranch Town Center Mall, 2015 Birch Road in Chula Vista, if you've never been to an egg fest, you are absolutely in for a treat. Here's the website, hotsaucesandmore.com slash events. H-O-T-S-A-U-C-E-C-E-S-N-M-O-R-E. Hotsaucesandmore.com slash events. Get out there on June 9th, week before Father's Day. Hook that up with the big green egg. There you go. And also, don't forget about our guy, Dan Williams. He's the meanest person ever on Twitter to me. <laughs> I can- you every single time he kills me dan, i love it dan will treat you better than he treats me <laughs> i promise you dan as treats he says all the time, no kidding he gets people educated he builds relationships they're friends forever and what the biggest thing that dan does is he's going to help you stretch your money he's going to make sure you have money when it's time to retire and you aren't sitting there going what do we do because we outlive the money that we had saved up when can we retire he will tell you exactly when to do that what is the right even automobile you should buy? What is right for your finances? Dan is your guy, and Dan's the guy that can help you out. This could be the best phone call you possibly make. Especially if you're a military family on the possibility of owning a home, uh, or you're thinking about owning a home, you're part of the military, and you want to use your VA entitlement, 
Right now, the number to call is 858-688-6813. First-time homebuyers, talking to you. Veterans, talking to you. Time to get you educa- uh, educated, and you can build that relationship with Dan. That's what Matt did. I love this endorsement when Matt writes the following quote. I was introduced to Dan from a teammate of mine in the Navy. At our first meeting, Dan helped me understand his process and what he calls the mortgage management, which was new to me. Fast forward to this month, Dan and his team have enabled me to keep my first home, rent it out profitably, and purchase a new home for my growing family. Without Dan's plan, I would not be closer to my financial goals and becoming financially independent. He's a trusted advisor for me, my family, and my friends. Again, that's from Matt, who is a proud member of the Naval Special Warfare. If you are in the market to buy a home, here's the number, 858-688-6813. Dan's got two books out. You can get them both for free. All you need to do is go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. It's so incredibly important because I know so many people that are in over their head. I got incredibly frustrated last week, Dave, and I was watching uh, Ben Carson. Yeah. Who's somehow a brain surgeon is in charge of HUD. Insane. I dealt with HUD for two years. I know what it is dealing with HUD because I help people that were in low-income areas in Missouri, including Ferguson, Missouri, where families couldn't afford a month mortgage payment. And it was one of the most challenging and rewarding jobs I've ever had. I've talked about it in the past from dealing with HUD. What my goal was every month was to avoid your house from becoming REO. What an REO property is, it's real estate owned. It goes in the ledger for the bank or the lender as a house that you can no longer afford and I have to take over. The way I made my money, the way I hit my bonus every month was to keep your house on the right, which was an active loan, and kept you out of the left, which is an REO property. When the director of HUD, who's been in that position for two years, literally had no fucking idea what REO meant, he had no idea, he thought the the person asking was referring to a cookie and could not tell you what the three letters stood for, I was never more fucking embarrassed. And if you have a problem with that, too bad. Because I'm the guy that was on the end of the phone when grown men that had accomplished a lot more in their life than I had at that time would cry on the phone. Literally would cry on the phone and they would cry for one of two reasons. Either A, I helped them save their house or B, I couldn't help them save their house and the house where their kids grew up, where kids went to prom, where birthday parties were going, was about to become the next REO property. We don't want that to happen to you. That's why you got to call Dan at 858-688-6813. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about your brand new home. What would look great in the back of that brand new home? Guess what? It's a pool from TaylorMade Pools. Don't forget about Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor is the key to you living at your dreams in your house, making that pool become a dream come true. He will sit down with you, and he will go over possible plans. He'll tell you everything that he has seen in the past and what he's done in the past. He'll show you the 3D designs. He'll show you everything from waterfalls to grottos to slides. Don't forget about the saltwater technology. TaylorMade Pools, 619 619- Four four nine four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two. Funny as hell, one of my uh, closest friends is currently in Portugal. She spent a lot of money to go down there. They're staying at a beautiful vi- uh, villa, 
right by the beach. Yep. And she sends a picture and she goes, hey, check this out. This is the backyard. And you look at it and you go, you know what? Gorgeous backyard. That pool looks like shit. And I, I told her. Yeah. Sent her a text. I go, you don't own that house, do you? She goes, no. <laughs> no, that fucking pool. That pool is embarrassing. Brings the property down. Take a look at your property right now. I uh, stayed at a hotel in L.A. over the weekend. Same thing every time. I just sit there and I just shake my head. And the whole management team comes over and goes, God, my God, what's the matter? Is there a problem with the bed? Was the breakfast not good? I say, you know what? All of that was off the charts and I thank you in advance. What do you got to say for yourself about this pool? <laughs> you got to say for yourself. And they say, I help me out. Connect the dots. I'll say, I'll connect the dots. Go to Alan Taylor and Taylor made pools. Because I'll tell you what's going to happen. Instead of having Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda hanging out, yeah. doing water aerobics in your fucking pool, you're going to have the Baywatch reunion special. And they go, tell me more. I go, I will tell you more. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, look under the sponsors page, and see the pictures for yourself. And before I even said yourself, yeah. both of them hugged me. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I felt that yeah. way. That's great. I just was like, you know what? You guys are great, and I look forward to coming and seeing the new look pool with the grotto and everything else. It's That's gonna awesome. be outstanding. There you go. Real quick, and uh, and I'll tell you my, these stories that that happened on Sunday to me. Uh, don't forget about the brand new house. If you're looking for that brand new property. You say, look, we're going to do something different right now. We're just looking for a change of pace. Either it's the bigger house, we're looking to downsize. But we want to stay in San Diego County. Nobody knows San Diego County better than our guy, Brian Curry. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Time to find that perfect house. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call. Well, I've been a proud believer in Brian Curry for a long, long time. And I've said over and over, and look. A lot of you have gotten a little bit hostile in your comments back to me. But guess what? I stood my ground because I knew I was right. Dave, what have I always said? You can live anywhere you want in San Diego except two neighborhoods. Where are the two neighborhoods where me and Brian Curry are not going to take you? City Heights and right. Imperial Beach. Imperial Beach. Did you see the story over the weekend? What happened? Imperial Beach shut down again as another 9 billion gallons of sewage pumps in from TJ. Jesus. We're not living down there. We're not fucking living down there. There's 10,000 different options. When we take you to the nicest restaurant, yeah. we don't advise you to order the grilled cheese. Yeah. We tell you order big. When Brian Curry is your real estate agent, we don't tell you order the grilled cheese. The grilled cheese is Imperial Beach. Not on this day. You're going, you're living big. You're going to find <laughs> the perfect house for you and your family. You're going to live large. You're going to be treated right like a professional. Yeah. All the questions are going to be asked. You are a VIP as soon as you become a part of the Curry team. Believe me, I know it every day. Dave knows it every day, and you're going to know it every day. Another proud parent, another guy. Every time I see pictures of BC and his family, it fires me up. I love those guys. But you really, I, I know what I don't know. And when you go into that real estate market, boy, those people on the other side, man, as uh, the late George Bush used to say, watch your wallet. <laughs> well, nobody's going to help you more than Brian Curry. He's going to help you by saying, we got 10 open houses today. And guess what? None of them are in IB or that shithole city heights. <laughs> That's how it goes as soon as you get in the car. 
Right. First thing he says, finally, don't forget about our website. We're so proud of it. People tell us all the time how much they like the website. And Kyle Fluger is the guy that put it together. He can build a perfect website for you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yet I want to do is my man Tad Ryan and Disappointing Joseph, they were so great at Katie Temple's event. Uh, I want Disappointing Joseph. We're just going to find a couple of songs. They did Shallow was so good. They've never played Gimme Shelter again after they played at our event. But I just want Disappointing Joseph. We're going to get those guys hyped up on our website. I have a friend of mine. Goddamn, the best photographer takes the most gorgeous black and white color pictures. And maybe a lot of you guys do as well. You might be an artist. You may have music. You could do whatever. But you may just be like this friend of mine who's so bold and outgoing in any of any other part of their life. But when it comes to their own creativity and their art, they're a little shy. They don't really know where to go. We want to put that up on our website. So we'll find a way to get that done for you. And we'll put all that work on Kyle's plate and not even tell him it's coming. And I'm super (laughs) excited to do that too. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. All right, so here's the deal. So Sunday morning, I wake up. Yep. Okay, and first thing I do, like many of you, I I turn it on. I go straight to SportsCenter. Indy 500. No, I don't care about the Indy 500. So I flip it on sports, and the first thing I see is voice the Auburn Tigers sports, football, basketball, baseball, um, passes away. The Bramlets, you know, both both uh, husband and wife pass away. Rod, Rod, and and of course he has the famous call, unfortunately against Alabama, the kick six. Yeah, but still he was the voice of Auburn sports, and he was that big time guy. When you're that guy in the South, it's a hell of a job to have. But not just to do football, but also basketball and baseball. Just a horrible story where both the husband and wife passed away. So I'm like, oh, man, that's that's horrible. So then I open up the newspaper. Or, and, or I open it up, but I go online and I read it. I see Bill Yost from the movie Remember the Titans. He dies, too. Oh, no. You know, the, the coach that didn't get the job? Do, do you remember the movie? Denzel Washington gets the job. Yeah. And then the other coach who thought he was going to get the job takes on the defense instead. Bill Yost. The white guy? The white guy. Hey, what else was he in? I, well, the well the coat the actor's still alive. Oh, okay, but the, you're the talking about guy, the, the real coach coat. actually died. So I'm got like, it. Oh wow. shit! And then they write down further down. I didn't even know the kid Julius, the black kid, the defensive end. Yeah, he died earlier this year too. Damn. So I'm looking like, oh my gosh, everybody's dying. It was great movies. One of my favorite sports movies, if not my favorite. And then um, as Bart Starr, all of a sudden, right? An hour later, Bart Starr. And as sick as my head is, this is what goes through my mind. Even on a horrible day where the Auburn broadcaster dies, Alabama still wins in death. Bart Starr's a much bigger star than the Bramlets. And guess what? Alabama's the talk of the town. Again, on the front page of the paper on Monday, it's Bart Starr, guarantee as the top story. Roll Tide. And that's the way my head works. And another win in the victory bucket. Go ahead. Shake your head at me all you want. You know you're thinking the same thing. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm actually not. Is that terrible? I didn't tweet it out. I said it right here. All you said was, hey, I got to tell you about what happened on Sunday. Stick around for this. You know what? I think you what? are racist. How am I racist? You're the one that said the white guy. When I said the coach died on Remember the Titans, you go the white guy? Yeah. I could have said the white guy, but I didn't because I knew you'd call me a racist. Well, we know but I let racist. you say the white guy. We know you're a little racist. <laughs> you dropped the white guy. That's the guy, the black yeah, guy, the actor. Yes. We, yeah, we all know Denzel Washington's a black guy. You don't need to say the white guy. Say the guy that oh, didn't get the job. Fuck, I haven't seen I that movie see in color. 20 years. <laughs> oh, what? What'd you just say? You heard me. 
I'd like to hear it again. I said, I don't see color. I don't need to say the white guy. Well. I said the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, I saw a great comment the other day. Do you remember the great Dirty Dusty Rhodes? Yes, I sure do. Dirty Dusty Rhodes has a son named Cody. Okay. Cody's wife is black. Cody said, and I thought this was actually, all kidding aside, a great quote. He said that one of the biggest mistakes he made in his relationship, his interracial relationship, was telling his wife that, quote, I don't see color like you just said. And she said to him, when you make a quote like that, then it dismisses anything that I've gone through from a racial standpoint. You should see color because it would make you aware of the battles that we fight. So what you've just proven right there is that you are a racist. You aren't black. Yeah, but what about Jim Trotter and C.S. Keys? Then I see color. And M.J. Acosta. You've just ignored everything that they've gone through, the struggles, because you're so fucking self-consumed. I think we make, we make progress moving forward by saying we don't see color. We treat everybody the same. Yeah, well, I, nobody believes you. <laughs> That's not true at all. Let me ask you this. Why would you say that? The guy who you Go got ahead. all upset with and called you a racist. Yeah, Let me I ask did. you this. Yeah. What if he had sent a message to me and he goes, hey, when you and Dave go out, does Dave ever pay or is he tight? Wink, wink. What would you have said to him? I would have said, absolutely, I pay. What, what do I think that was a Jew comment? Yeah. Yeah. I th- see, that's what, that is one of those that I go, wait a second. He can't sit there and say that. Number one, you can't blanket statement anybody. I don't care what you are, whether it's your religion or your race. You can't blanket statement anybody and say all Jews are cheap. You, you, what, you, number one, do you know anyone that just gives their money away? Two, is is every Jewish person you know rich? And three, you've been out with me a million times. I tip better than anybody. You should. <laughs> what, retribution? Retribution. <laughs> From because, cheese. because this guy doesn't put his name on his comment, yes. there's a possibility that that guy could be Latino. And he may be looking at it, Dave, and saying, are you implying that because he's a Latino player, he doesn't hustle? Which That's been, what he was trying to say. Yeah. But if he's Latino, which this is why I'm always saying, like, put your name on shit. Yeah, that, that drives me nuts. I remember, But if I'm, but, I'm not going to say the guy in this town because he's not on the radio anymore or on TV anymore, but I remember he made a comment once about how many... Uh, how many um, non-white players the Padres had on their team? And I was like, man, I never thought of it. Yeah, I mean, you and I were around that team all the time. Never once have you and I ever brought up, man, there aren't a, there aren't a lot of Latin players, or a lot of black right. guys on this team. We just want to win. You just want to, when you put a team together, you want to win. The Twins used to get hammered for that all the time. Yeah. And you sit there and go, well, you just want to win. And so you said, well, the Celtics were different to me. The Celtics and Jazz were different because the whole league was filled with black players, but yet those two teams seemed to have a ton of white guys. Like nine out of 12 were white guys. It looked like they went out of their way to find white guys to play. Whereas baseball, I think you can sit there and go, well, there aren't a lot of black players in Major League Baseball back when the Twins won like in 87 or 91. Well, uh, when you did the stats, a, a lot of, a lot of black kids weren't playing baseball growing up anymore. They were playing other sports. Yeah. And that's why it wasn't like the pool was there. It wasn't saying, hey, let's get together and do everything we can not to sign black players and develop them. Well, I remember on those teams, again, it sounds like the guy saying, I have plenty of black friends. But I remember on those teams, yeah. they weren't a lot. But Kirby Puckett was on both of those teams. I know Chili Davis, Don Baylor. Dave Winfield? Was I, Winfield on the 91 team or no? I don't remember. I, I think it was Chili Davis was the DH on 91, and okay. I think it was Don Baylor on 87. I think you're right. 
Uh, was that Les Straker? Was the pitcher, the third pitcher on 87 behind Viola and Burt Blylevin? I think you're right. Not a lot, but it was not a 25-man entirely white roster. And really, I mean, it's pretty solid argument that you don't win in 91 without Kirby Puckett. Shane Mack was on that team. Shane Mack. Uh, home run off of Charlie Liebrandt in yep. game six forces game seven. Yeah, the, so here you go. The Twins, who got hammered, by the way, mm -hmm. had three black players who started. All right? You had Ch you're right. You had Chili Davis and your dad. You had Kirby Puckett. You had Shane Mack. Yeah. But why, why do they always seem to go after the Twins all the time? I don't know. The media yeah. always seemed to go after the Al Newman was on that team? Yeah. So, again, I mean... I don't know. Wasn't how did their diversity match up against others? I couldn't tell you. Willie but, Banks was on that team. Come on. God damn. Yeah. Some guys. I don't know. Uh, so look, that wraps it up. Hold on. One other thing. KUSI. Uh, oh yeah. First of all, Carlos Amesqua. They say he announced his retirement. It sounds like he was pushed completely out the fucking Man, door. How many guys have recently left? Didn't Al Denton just leave there, too? Yeah. Alan Denton left there. He's gone. Um, David Davis? Well, Dave Davis passed away. Yeah, but they fired him first. Yeah. Man, what a nice man Dave Davis was. Um, but Alan Denton's out. Carlos Amesqua's out. And now uh, they moved Paul to the Paul mornings. Paul Rudy doing mornings. That's well, crazy. I'm thrilled for Paul. Yeah. But that seems like an incredible... And, and what I happened to Jason Ostell? I thought he was next in line. Oops. I don't know. But who gets the sports gig? Because Rick Willis is out over there. Yeah, Rick there. Willis is gone. And it's only been Brandon Stone. Who Brandon Stone and uh, Maddie Sinclair. That's Maybe the they're two? the two doing it. Yeah, I, I'm guessing. I just found out a couple hours ago as Paul Rudy was doing mornings. Well, he's about as good a dude as you'll meet in this town. That's really cool. I was shocked, though, Dave. That's an early start for Paul in the morning. So, But it's a good gig. It's a good gig. That's always been a popular show in San Diego. Why do you think they pushed Carlos out? Um, I don't know, but you know, Carlos, Dave, when I got here in eighty one, Carlos was on channel eight. I mean, dude, that's a long, long time to be on TV. Yeah. But if Alan Denton went, right? I'm trying to think of but you other see Carlos started today in LA doing a show. He did? Yeah, with uh Lisa Remillard. The girl he used to do a show with here. Which and I don't think they're on TV. I think it's like an online show. Nichelle Medina went up there, too. Yeah. Nichelle, Nichelle I thought, took time off, and all of a sudden, well, she you think right she back. was pushed out at KFMB. Yeah. It was kind of weird, right? Yep. So, Dan Cohen left? Yeah. Well, Dan Cohen and, got a big promotion up there. Yeah, Channel 11. I don't know, man. Uh, it's Look, it's one of my problems that you're seeing, and it's one of the problems why Kixie sucks now. Because Kixie used to be driven by personalities when you had guys like Sam Suda Vincent, yeah. right? Sonny West and others were on that station. People liked it because you could turn it on at work and it would be safe. But then as time goes on and these dumb shit consultants come in, they eliminate the personalities. Yeah. And then you just pretty much sit there by yourself. So I don't know. I think it's the same problem with TV, Dave. They're, they're saying that the average... There's no real young viewers anymore for watching TV, watching TV news. And so is it money? I have no idea. It's a drag, though, man, because all those guys are iconic in what they did. But I'm really happy for Paul. 
Paul's a really good dude, and it, it's a big-time opportunity for him. Absolutely. All right, so we'll be back doing a show on Thursday, right, in two days? Yep, we'll see you on Thursday right. night. Good deal. See you. Stop.